podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? That was Coastal Elite to me, but it's okay. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody! Episode number 120. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me in this cold, merry season are Russ. Hello, everybody! Peter! Uh, I I forgot I wanted to figure out how to say hi, it's Peter backwards. God damn it. And Alex. (laughs) I'm the square root of impossible. Oh, there we go. That that was a good one. That was a good one. Oh man! All right, we have got. We it is it is the most wonderful time of the year, uh, the time when movies would normally be coming out, uh, but instead the only w- people that have been making movies consistently are Hallmark. Uh, so we can talk about those, but I think that's just me and Russ. So we don't really have to get yep. into that. Um, but we can. Just saying. Um, you know, uh, Five Star Christmas was actually pretty good. Um, but let's actually get into stuff that we all saw. Um, let's start with who, I mean, it's Christmas time in the city, uh, and elsewhere. Do you, do you hear that jingle jangle? Is it the sound of metal? Because it's the happiest season, everybody. (sighs) Well, we're not going to do any of those three now. So let's start with Tenet. (laughs) Okay. Tenet. Uh, Chris Nolan. Um, you know that movie that came out which, that he made this year? Uh, uh, so armed with only one word, Tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world. A protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Uh, John David David Washington has this combination of face and voice that's like he delivers these lines very seriously, but his voice is just slightly high-pitched enough that it sounds like he's joking, and it it works so well for me. I'm like, yes, please, feed me more bullshit. I love it. Yeah, I I can't imagine, like, this, of all the Nolan movies... I feel like this one is has the goofiest script. Oh, totally. If you're reading, yeah. like I would, I would be, I'd be get, like this. Feels like I don't know something one of your nerdy friends in high school thinks is a really good idea, oh. and you're like, yeah, okay, bud. Oh, totally. Like Michael Caine being like, you can't be a billionaire and be wearing Brooks Brothers. You know that, right? Like there, all these like weird like one-off lines that I. I I very much enjoyed. I need to watch it again. Let's be clear, because I have no idea what happened half the time in this movie. Oh, I, uh, oh, you, yeah. you, should, you should check out my YouTube series in which I explain it. Um, yeah, the tenets of tenet. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, I, I liked it, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, you get to see stuff that looks pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to see stuff in reverse that yep. looks pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense, and it's not because I'm not smart. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so, so make any I sense. don't necessarily need to watch it again. It's literally just that it doesn't make sense. Oh, I, I disagree. I think it does make sense. Yeah, I don't think it doesn't not make... Oh, God. 
Uh, <laughs> I think they try to confuse you more than it's confusing. Like they have these like. No, I'm saying it's stuff. not confusing. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. It just yeah, doesn't I make like this is your goal. It makes no sense. It's one of those movies that for me feels like um, kind of what Marvel movies are becoming in which I watch it and I'm like, awesome, four stars. And then with every passing day, I'm like, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Yeah. OK. But it's just like I, we didn't we don't need it. I, and I think it, it definitely suffers the the final action set piece. The weird like Christopher Nolan's usually so good at conveying what's happening. The final action set piece is nonsense. Awful. He yeah. also, again, if they're a t- like, who are they shooting at? Yeah. Just uh, if anyone can answer me that question, That's what I, either yeah. who they're shooting at, because it, you never see any other person or persons that they're attacking, with the exception of the one guy in the cave uh, towards the end. You don't see what they're doing. The, the guy with the goal from Night Court. Right. Yes. You just know that it's in, that something important is happening. And Robert Pattinson has to not do what he was doing, do something else to stop something or start something from happening or make it not exactly happen, but eat. Okay. Um, so <laughs> none of it makes sense. It, it, it's like, what are you, why did you do this? Is it, what was your goal? Is it, does it like feel like there were leftover pages from Memento and Inception and a couple of other Christopher yeah. Nolan movies that he just kind of was like, yeah, let's put these together. This works, right? And, and I think everyone in the cast is like good with what they have. Like I sure. think like as a bad guy, yeah, like Ken Branagh is good, but like the fact that like you don't understand like why would people work for <laughs> this guy? This seems like a pretty. <laughs> It seems like a like even if I was like applying for the job, it's like well the pay is good, but oh he's got really good health insurance. Gonna, That's the thing. Yeah, when am I yeah. going to use it? All right. Uh, you want to end the world? Like why? You yeah, say? yeah. It's it, it's one of those. The more you think about it, the worse it it, it it can kind of feel because it's just it's it's exciting pictures and sound, and then after and then after that, it's like yeah okay. And and even like like the the opening like conceit of like you stay tenant and put your fingers like this and it'll open some of the right doors and some of the wrong ones and it's like he just uses it when he talks to me like three times and it's fine <laughs> I guess like I, guess. I don't know it's like <laughs> I just thought that we were okay I thought we were getting to a point with Christopher Nolan. And I, I mentioned this before where I like he figured out a way to maybe combine some kind of pathos and heart with his brainy dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, and I think he did it really well in Dunkirk. Great like he Dunkirk. still figured out a way to, to try to show you how smart he is. Uh, I feel like he had a very withholding father. But yeah. um, <laughs> I feel like he he figured it out in, in Dunkirk a way to show that he's smart, but also tell a compelling story. Yeah. And here it's like he's back to telling you he's smart without the rest of the stuff. And it's like the the you you the movie looks beautiful. The action yeah. sequ- the set pieces work. Uh, I think John David Washington and Robert Pattinson have great chemistry. Totally, and they work well together. I thought Elizabeth uh, Debicki uh, was was really good. I, everyone is good. It looks good. It's fun to look at. But this movie is missing. Any ability for me to give a fuck about it? 
Well, well, it's supposed to be a movie that, like, you, you think about and, like, talk to people about, but it's one that, like, I feel the more I do, the more it kind of falls apart. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's the thing that I don't think I enjoyed this movie more than when I, when John David Washington goes into the machine for the first time, mm-hmm. and then I realized that <laughs> the earlier scene we saw was him go, him doing it in both directions as well. Yeah. That and, was super cool. Yeah. Yep. It was so exciting to let that happen. It was, the, yeah, as you said, like you think about it as you're watching and like your own excitement for figuring out those pieces is what really makes it work. Mm. But that erodes a bit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, or, it's or, like even, even, it's like Christopher Nolan can play with that stuff really well. Even earlier on, when they're going into the art gallery for the very first time, uh, the tech guy from Big Bang Theory calls John David Washington away. And then we just oddly hear, (gasps) and it's never explained until later on you realize that was Robert Pattinson training to hold his breath for the next scene. Oh, yeah. You just like, I like when he peppers in those little things that are just like, this is going to make no sense until you really enjoy that it makes a tiny bit of sense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I think. I think in that way, yeah. It, that that was it's fun. I think that just Chris Nolan too is someone that's like, I think a victim of his own hype now, <laughs> and the oh, fact the cult of personality around him needs to completely die. Yeah, He's and not what everyone says he is. No. Um, no. He can't be your ghost. Let's be honest. Will he be? Maybe. <laughs> He's all, all, right. all been inverted and. <laughs> I think this is the end of a beautiful friendship. (laughs) This is the end of talking about this movie. (laughs) Or the beginning of it, guys. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to a movie that I wanted to see, haven't seen, have it ready to watch, but haven't watched. Never will. Freaky. Uh, This is the most shocking Tiggs didn't watch I think we've ever had on this podcast. There's just so many Hallmark movies out right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're really blasting our asses with them this year. It's crazy. There's been like 30 of them in the last three weeks. It's been great. Now, are there any one with either Tia or Tamara? Yes, I did. Oh, let's go. No, it's just one of them, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And it's not because all black people look the same. It's because they're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, free. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. After bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. I could not tell you the last time I found Vince Vaughn this interesting. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not that season of True Detective. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's great. He completely crushes it. Um, uh, th- this is the the guys that did Happy Death Day 1 and 2, and I want them to keep playing with this stuff. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I just, I don't know what, I don't know what didn't completely connect for me, uh, but I didn't like it as much as either Happy Death Day, but it's it's totally good for what it is, which is just like a 90-minute uh, time filler in a world that is awful. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> I just didn't love it. Uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was it was fun. Um, and I think the the main 
actor in it. What is her name again? Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton. I thought I thought she was I thought she was really fun too. I thought everyone like I don't know like I I always enjoy their like ensembles they put together and they're kind of like like her and all her friends. I thought I could see them in any bad teen movie or like in a yeah. body spot movie if it was done for real or not done for, this one was done for real. Um, <laughs> but man, um, I don't know. I just when they even like started introducing the gore into this, it just I thought that was fun too. Like I think that. They, <laughs> The opening sequence was so perfectly pitched as an actual slasher opening, yeah. and I love that. So is this so I think, I Russ? Think what, what is it? Is what? it like better concept than execution? Like what? Well, I mean, for me, like it, everything, it was. I don't know. I think maybe my expect. I don't know if my expectations were too high or something, mm-hmm. but I watched it. Like I was super pumped. Sat down to watch it, and was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I thought it would be." But I okay. think because Happy Death Day and to a certain extent Happy Death Day to you exceeded my expectations. Right. This this is 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 almost kind of a it's a it's a victim of the previous movie's success. I really love both those first movies and they were better than I thought. And then this one, I went into it thinking, Oh, this might be better than I think it is. Well, and I it was just what I thought it was. Okay. And yeah. it and what I thought it was, it was worth watching. Like it's a fun idea. It it's yeah. just like when other movies were an A, uh, this was like a B. Okay, and yeah, it's totally it's, good. it's still good. It's just I wanted it. I wanted it to be better than it was. Yeah, it's just I mean, t- following up Happy Death Day to you because that's a movie that no one wanted, right? And yeah. shouldn't have worked, and absolutely did. Totally, and exactly. It was like so I, this was a safer so, choice. Yeah. And it's it's fun. Uh, I'm one of the people who thinks maybe this could have been PG-13. Was it R? It's R. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You are not. Right. Um, and I was wondering, I'm like, is that is that an issue? Like, it, I think if this was a if this had to come out in theaters, I'd say yes. I think right now, who cares? <laughs> Let's uh, just do it. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's totally good. And I want more of this from these people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you are like to me the gold standard in doing this this like tightrope of horror and comedy that both respect the horror and the comedy. Does yeah. it seem like 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 you were saying like it? Yeah, it's weird for these guys who have done like two PG thirteen like horror comedy types uh, movies before. Like, it, does the R feel just added on? Like, oh, well, let's throw a couple more F-bombs and add some more gore here. And if you remove, like, 45 seconds from this movie, it's just PG-13. Yeah. I think it's just more, there was this, they were really trying to go for a slasher plus a okay. body. Yeah. And to do a slasher movie, you need to have a bit more, like, we watch the knife go in. I mean, yeah, absolutely. you could cry wolf it. But we don't have to get into Cry Wolf right now. We don't want to. We can talk about Cry Wolf. If we really want to. Um, uh, yeah, it's, but, it's good. Yeah, but but Russ, I think I think you 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 nailed it there when you said that like these ones sort of respect both genres that they're doing. Um, yeah. Because I I could have seen like like I'm sure that this exact plot has been done before in a bad eighties uh, slasher flick, but um, I think the fact that this could have 
I mean, it wouldn't have stood out on its own entirely as like a slasher movie, but I think that like these guys ended up having like you could see that they have the the eye and the chops for the the tropes and the you know everything that people want from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, I've got it. I'm I'm gonna watch it. Do it. All right. You won't. All right. Let's let's wait. All right. We're just gonna pause here. We'll be back in ninety minutes. <laughs> um. All right. Moving on to. That's the sound of metal. Get it? That's yeah, I thought it was a. It, I thought it was a jangle, but okay. I, I sounded metal. I thought it was running. This, all right, all right. My bit didn't work. Who am I, Alex? Let's. All right, sorry. <laughs> that bit worked. Yeah, now you want a sack. Uh, sound of metal. Uh, a heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into free fall when he begins to lose his hearing. Uh, uh, one of the best movies of the year. Yep. Uh, yeah. Med is incredible in this. He's he's yeah. so good. This movie, I mean, this is like totally a hundred percent my wheelhouse of something I'm gonna like. So it, it for it to kind of hit that in a in an unexpected way, I really appreciate it. I think Riz Ahmed might be one of my favorite actors. And he didn't even use a symbiote suit in this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also appreciate that in Venom, he knew he was in a stupid movie, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Definitely Dude does rules. not fall into the traps that you might think just from the uh, from the synopsis. You could really picture a completely different movie yeah. reading that. And I yes. asked you, and I was, I, I think I asked you guys, I was like, is this just The Wrestler, but with yeah, a yeah. drummer? Is no, it? And I, and I think it, it, it's... It's it's I think it's a little more than that. It's and a little less at the same time. It's well, I th- I think that 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 kind of aspect of it lasts for maybe like only a few minutes before okay. the movie changes, and changes again. Yeah, like you understand that he's uh, he plays a a drummer who's been in recovery, you know, for some time for heroin addiction, and you. You think that okay, so he's gonna lose. He's losing his hearing. He's about to spin out. Um, we're gonna watch this person struggle with like their addiction for the rest of this movie. You know those drug addict. You know those addict type movies. Yeah. And it while that is the what like almost is the engine that starts the movie. That's not what this is about. Right. It isn't about addiction, but in a different way. And I really, really appreciated that. Yeah, I like that these yeah. felt like real people, not like movie people. I don't think I've ever seen a movie about uh, the five stages of grief that yep. deals so much with the bargaining step. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and that's where where this is uh, completely goes in a different place, as I said. And it's more about it's way more about the deaf community part of this and what that means and what that's like. Um, As I said, Riz Ahmed, I think, gives the one of the best performances of the year so far, and I would love him to win something for this, but for more importantly for me, uh, was it Paul Racy? Paul Ratchie? I don't know how to say his name. I don't think that guy's an actor. No, I don't know if he is. Not in a lot. He's in very, very few things, all little things. He is 100% my absolute front runner for best supporting actor, and I will fight yeah. anyone. Oh yeah, that 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 is, he gave a perfect best supporting actor 
Like, I, I think he might get some, hopefully some indie love. Yeah. But I think in a year where people paid more attention, we're all watching movies, but there isn't a movie monoculture as much anymore because theaters are gone. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like if you had, if this was playing in those indie theaters and at like uh, Lincoln Center uh, or uh, and stuff like that, I think he would have he would have risen in the ranks, but I think this movie might be a little too small mm-hmm. to ever uh, yeah. get truly breakthrough, even with Amazon's backing. But yeah, he's he's yeah. incredible. I think he's Riz incredible. Olivia Cook's awesome. They're yeah. all yes. just so fucking good, and I think it it, it, it it's hard to give to. I don't want to give a lot away. I uh, so Tiggs, please watch this movie. Yeah, I think everyone just acts so believably, and like, and everyone is sympathetic in their own ways. Like, no matter what they've done in this, and it's like one of those ones where it's like, I don't hate anyone. I just feel for everyone. And there's times I don't disagree. And it's like to watch somebody go through the five stages of grief and spend like, like you mentioned, Pete, an awful lot of time in bargaining. I was sitting there bargaining right with him, even though I knew like that. Obviously, the movie's framework is for you to think like, "Hey, don't do that." Um, but I, I like, I appreciate that it 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 wasn't so neat and tidy in its answers or in it trying to show you something. Like you think, like, "Oh wow, look, he's learning how to uh, maybe live a different kind of life," but at the same time, he's still trying to go back to his old one. And that is a very yeah. real fucking thing. I think people eventually will say, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play your game. I'll, I'll do what I need to do. I'll, I'll get something, but I still want this other thing." And yeah. that is a very—I don't yeah. think I've seen that often in film. Like normally, you, you see it go one way or the other. But I really appreciated how much time they spent, you know, making him this person who couldn't exactly see what everyone else could see because that's how that's what people are like we're, we're not these yeah. like we're not these clean uh 90 minutes everything gets tightened tidied up like i like that this movie took its time with his character and showed you that like recovery addiction grief all those things are not clean and easy yeah. even and, when the answers are right there yeah the scene between the two of them um when uh not to i guess not to give to when he's leaving Yes. It's yeah, amazing. From either side of that table, it's like I don't think I've ever seen a scene that I thought could be the Oscar clip for two different people. Yes, it is so good, so heartbreaking. It's it's uh, uh, like it's and, like completely gonna glob onto that scene for the rest of the year. Yes, yeah, and, and, I, and, and I, also there's a scene of just Rizamid watching something. That was like completely heartbreaking too, and I'm just like, ah, oh, I this is uh, I don't know, I love this too. Yeah, I, I and ah, uh, it, it's I don't know, it's it's just a, a beautiful fucking movie, and that's to say nothing of the sound design, which is really really good. Oh my um, god, yeah, because like, you feel. Like you, you feel the uh, how he's hearing things. Like as he's losing his hearing, you hear what that must feel like. Like that's got to be a, a terrifying feeling to feel in the moment. And I think that he does a phenomenal job of expressing those feelings, but also of 
the style of design that's built up well. And then the, the last thing I'll say about the two of them and, the, and their relationship yeah. is I feel like there's so much shorthand in this movie that allows you to understand how much they mean to each other from the jump. Yeah. Like, I feel like it, it, their relationship was lived in. It had a history and so much life to it that I bought right off, right away. I didn't need any convincing. I, I don't know. I just th- I think this, this is, it is a, it's in a year where I can't remember what, a, like, I don't know what the hell my top 10 will look like, but I know this will be in it. Yeah. Um, and I will say if I had to um, complain about something, it would be the fact they say in a lot of synopsis, heavy metal drummer, and he's kind of in more of a noise rock band. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that frustrated me. <laughs> I was like, mm, actually, guys. <laughs> anything, I think that is a weaponized way of, spoiler alert, Tiggs, don't listen for a second, hiding the true meaning of the title. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is that, that is true? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, also co-written by uh, Derek France, who uh, loves really, yeah. really, really sad fucked up shit like blue valentine the place beyond the pines that hbo show that nobody watched that i watched that will ruin you i know this much is true with uh what's his face um hulk why can i yeah. say his name mark ruffalo if you want a real bad time for <laughs> six full hours watch that he's like a fixer for happiness like yes. just... he's the cooler for happiness ah. <laughs> okay yes yes but he he, I don't know. He, uh, he does a really good job of making you, you feel like shit. So I let, even knowing he had, and I had no idea he had anything to do with this until the, the credits rolled. Yeah. And I was like, oh, of course. But yeah, it's a real, real bad time feeling in a good way. See this movie. All right. I'm going to watch it. What, what is this? Is this Netflix? What, what is Am- this? Amazon. 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 All right. Let's move on. Let's let's oh, get, yeah. again. We are in the jolliest season, the jolliest time of year, what however it's called. And we got some Christmas movies to talk about. We got some new Christmas movies to talk about. So, let's start with the happiest season. I was going I was going to try and figure a way how to juke out I, of that, but I, I didn't. I I know I, I had jingle jangle up because I figured you were going to do a, a tig swerve. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Happiest Season, directed by Clea Duvall. A holiday romantic comedy that captures the range of emotions tied to wanting your family's acceptance, being true to yourself, and not trying to ruin Christmas. Um, I don't mean this in a negative way, um, but it felt like a Hallmark movie on steroids. Yeah. (laughs) That is a good thing to me. Yes. This is the Hubie Halloween of romantic comedies Uh, in the sense that it's not trying to be anything else. Yep. It just, it's just better than it has any right to be. <laughs> yes. uh, is it? I, I am kind of with Alex I on like this one. This I, like I don't. It always sounds like you guys like this, and I, I like yeah. I, here's the thing. You gotta. Here's a little thing you gotta know about me, Alex Kovios. Sure. I Uh-oh. like Christmas movies. I might hate Christmas, but I. <laughs> love christmas movies are both of those things uh, true hold on <laughs> i don't like christmas but i do like christmas movies that is true yeah. i think christmas is stupid and uh a waste of money and no one it, i don't know anyway 
Uh, I like this movie a lot. I think I think the one the one thing I would have person is I would have tweet I would have turned the uh, the fucking ambivalence on Mackenzie Davis's character down at least a few percent. If she was because I was like she sucks a tiny bit likable, a tiny bit likable, not likable at all. I think that this could have worked. Well, there's there's my. And then when you meet Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Aubrey Plaza's character, and you find out what like, her backstory, it's like, yeah, no, this girl sucks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So why, like, and I get like, like I'm listen, I am glad that the queer community has a bad Christmas movie now that I do <laughs> I'm glad that is representation. And it matters. Well, that's my struggle with this movie. Even when I come out liking it for a reason why I think it's kind of dumb is that I like that it it presents a a real life queer love story that does not have to be that the most important thing in the world is queer love. Or it's not like this no. isn't this isn't the the heaviest film ever just because the two people who are in a relationship are the same sex. Like that it is just a straight down the middle here is a romantic comedy and they just happen to be two women. And, and granted that's where you get the worst parts about this movie, but I like that it just comes straight at you with it. And yes, I think it plays a little too hard with Mackenzie Davis's awfulness, but in any other romantic comedy, someone would be hurt hurt this much and still end up, and end up in a Christmas moment with that person, you know? Right. Like, like if this was re- well, Christmas movies exist in a universe where nine eleven didn't occur. Um, <laughs> but this one, it's like, I, I you you find what's her face? You find uh, uh, Kristen Stewart so freaking charming that there's just no real world where these two would ever be a thing. I listen. Right. I, there is, I like, like her and Aubrey Plaza. Absolutely, no, totally, a hundred percent. Her and and it's and it's like good. if this was a real story or like uh, written by Derek C in France, uh, <laughs> Mackenzie Davis would have gotten back together with that white dude and lived a really unhappy life. Uh, Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza. Would, I don't know. It would be messy, and then someone would. I don't know. Someone would die. Like Dan Levy's character would kill himself. I don't know. But this movie exists in a in a holiday universe, so it everything kind of works out, and it's it's never earned because it never is in these movies. And I appreciate yeah that I, even I, Alison I, Brie outs her fucking sister. That is yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Alison Brie also awful. <laughs> That is an awful love thing to do, and that's what an awful. Look, but because it's a holiday movie, everything always works out, and yeah. you can you can forgive some of the worst infractions. But that is, I don't know. It's fine. It's totally good. I like it. Exactly. Um, I think Mary Holland is so fucking Ma- funny. Oh, she's so good yeah, in this. Uh, and, and she's she does like I've I've listened to like a lot of her improv and stuff like that. I think uh, I think she's super talented. Um. By one thing, yes, please. Have. <laughs> I, think the one like thing's every... a really big thing. I feel like sometimes, like, and again, I think this maybe comes from having listened to her a lot of her like improv and uh character work. I feel like she kind of does this character a lot, or this I... and like, or, or that type of or that inflection with that type of character. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm okay with that only because I don't. That's such a niche I don't, audience that I don't think. Yeah, that, 
I don't have the background yeah. uh, for her specifically yeah. on that because I feel like it's the same with with Dan Levy, um, and I'm totally okay with that yeah. as well because I think yeah, he just nails like, that character. I, I like everyone in this movie. That's why I wish that they were likable in this movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I do worry that uh, Dan Levy will get will will just become the the best friend in a lot of movies Definitely. moving forward. Because he's good, like he's very, very good at that. But yeah. I would like to see him do more because I feel like Shit's Creek enabled him to get to yeah. show an entire range. Yep. That I worry that he'll the shorthand for his career moving forward will just be uh, do all the ridiculous things that you did on Shit's Creek, but without any of the like real emotional, uh, yeah. like the grounding of like of of his dad basically in Shit's Creek or whatever. Like although everything with him in like the fish store and buying a, all the fish stuff. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah this dude funny. is great. Like I, I would, I, and and the movie even like figures it out. They're like, we gotta get him in this movie more. He can't just be a guy on a phone. Yep. Um. So it adjusts, but I think for what it is, like a Christmas movie, it works. It it checks off all the boxes. Just tone down Mackenzie a little bit because she is flat out unlikable. I and think you got a great movie, but I think uh, Kristen Stewart's awesome. Yeah, I, I was I was very surprised I, at how well she did this. Yeah, and I thought, and this was something I didn't know was in her wheelhouse. I was like, "You want to be in a Christmas movie?" I know. Like, why? Did you lose a bet? I yeah, I again like I I think that there is a movie in here that I could like. Um, I think the cast is wonderful. I think that the people that are going to like this movie are going to really like it. And I think that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, just the characters were just, again, it was, it was all just too much for me. A little too gay for you? That's, no, what, I, that's what I'm mad. hearing. Definitely no, what I'm hearing. They're all just mean. They're all mean, bad people. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> that's what they're about. <laughs> oh, Do you want to talk about Jingle Jangle when a man steals another man's, uh, a fucking hood, and then his wife dies. <laughs> <I'm> like, <what? laughs> All right, I, so I, we're in it for Jingle Jangle happened. now. Yeah, that's so how Christmas jingle, works. Jingle. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> recapping that. I'm not rust outing that. It's it's uh, Jingle Jangle. It's for kids. Yep. It's on Netflix right now. Yep. Uh, uh, it, it, it's it so is. Flat. It's so flat. I really wanted it to be surprisingly good or shockingly bad but it's so flat yeah um, it's yeah, great design and costumes yeah. I, think, um, so I think it's world is better than its production oh the world is fantastic yeah yeah I, and I, then, I think the music needed i think they go for like that greatest showman style yep, of, totally. music, of music and i think they could have gone nothing like this movie needs to have really memorable music and it doesn't yeah oh i could <laughs> you a single song i realized this the other day uh, when we were uh, about to podcast uh, we when we like balked on that sorry and i about was that. trying to pick a single goddamn song from this movie I, and I, it's I like i like mu- like a musical is a thing that is for me so your music has to connect and it has to be good and this mu- this does not have music that is really all that memorable all that said didn't hate the movie uh it's it's not for me it's for kids <laughs> right. yeah and I didn't it's hate it. It's, you, it's, it's just kind of boring. At t- like, but it's it's, it's too boring. long yeah. to be. 
I think it needed to have better music and be a little shorter because two out you're asking a lot for a kid to watch something that's over two hours and doesn't have music that is really all that great. Yeah. Well, it was the length and structure of a Broadway show, yep. but that means yep. it's a too long and has filler songs. Like yeah. you don't when you're if it's filmed, take out the shitty songs in the middle that are completely right. unnecessary. Like there's a townsperson song um, at one point in like towards the second half that feels like a shitty opening second act song or like a mid second act song. And it's just like, you're not filling time. This isn't a fucking Broadway show. Like just skip this bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, I, when I, when I looked, I was like, okay, Keegan Michael key is going to chew up a ton of scenery. And he really only has that one musical number. Yeah. And that's the only one I can kind of remember a little bit. It's in the back of my brain, but it's like, let, let, all the stuff is here. Like, let this movie be fun. Like, it, it didn't... It tried, I think, like, with Christmas movies, they can either be fun or heartwarming, and I think this one tried to be heartwarming more than fun. But it's like, yo, just be fun. Yeah. Be fun, have good music. Did Ricky Martin even get a song? No. No. <laughs> yeah. That's why is he in the movie? That's a good... Wow. That's what I don't understand. It's like, let people... Let, like, more music, that's fun, and be shorter. Uh, and be and then otherwise be, but it's like cute or whatever. I watched. I was really hungover, uh, so I like was just lit, laying in bed watching this, and it didn't ever really get me going in that sort of lame Christmassy sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, now, partially, I watched it. I was very hungover, but it just oh, the no, music. I started drinking during this. Oh, but yeah, it just the music I... didn't really hit. And if you're a musical, music needs to hit. Yeah. And you can't be boring. And I felt like the kids were cute. Uh, Whitaker had the right kind of crotchetiness as an old guy whose you know, wife is dead and his daughter was sent away. No, this is, these are the be- that's the person I agree with. I agree with Forrest Whitaker in the beginning of this movie. Just everyone leave me the hell alone. <laughs> the I think that was the movie that he just, everyone leaves. And then he's just like, Okay, cool. I'm just going to sit and be sad the rest of the time because you know what? That's justified. Uh, like, just sending the, like a kid or whatever. No, I'm sorry. She sent herself. It's a very trusting mother to be like, well, I got one letter. No, off you go by yourself to a person you never met. Uh, I don't know. Safe of letters. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, God. But yeah, it's, it's, if you it's got a kid, the right level of corny, yeah. but it gets too heartwarming and it's not fun enough. But it also didn't need to be a Christmas movie. It's barely, it's it, barely it, a Christmas it, movie. Yeah. The most Christmas thing about it is the title. Also, which is actually the name of a new cocktail that I've invented. Um, Ooh, what's in it? It is bourbon. It's regular bourbon, Fireball, apple yeah. cider, sparkling apple cider, and cranberry juice. Hmm. Mm. Sounds like it a is delightful. Jangle. Oh, it, it it'll it'll be it's a jingle jangle time. It's two parts of everything, and then just a quarter part of the uh, or one part of everything, and then a quarter part of the fireball. It's uh, it's delightful. All right, all it right. Let, let, let's move on. We are coming to the end here, guys. We are almost so. Let, let, I'm just going to do a really quick rundown, very quickly, uh, right now. Um, so 
Christmas is an evergreen. Terrible. Don't, I just don't like the evergreen series. Uh, Christmas She Wrote, uh, also very bad. Christmas Waltz, Lacey Chabert, you had a bad one this year, which is this one, then a good one, uh, which is It's Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas, which I very much enjoyed. Uh, Five Star Christmas, pretty good. Got to say, if you got time, go check that out. Christmas How'd you rate it? Oh, that's five stars. Uh, Christmas by Starlight, that was fine. Uh, USS Christmas is not very good, but I watched it twice, so there we go. It sounded a little too militaristic for my taste. It was, it very, it, it definitely was. Um, uh, a little Christmas charm. <laughs> Ashley Green, when did you start getting into Hallmark movies? Terrible. Um, uh, Good Morning Christmas, I don't even remember that one. Uh, Heart of the Holidays, has, right? So, oh, say it again, Alex. Is that like a Good Morning Vietnam sequel? <laughs> Um, lights, uh, love lights, Hanukkah. Still haven't watched it. Whoa, 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 whoa. There is a Hanukkah one this year. Yep, you made up some of these, right? I did not. I 100% did not. Um, oh oh my god, then there's like 14 more, but I think that's probably enough for now. Um, have you seen Jingle Bell Bride? No, I didn't see Jingle Bell Bride. Is that good? That was that know, was the start of it. That was the first one. White woman on the on the poster, which leads me to believe: it. Are we? Is that our first Hallmark interracial film? I the, there's been. Um, I think so. I want to say yes. Uh, Hallmark's been kind of kind of going for it this year uh, with inclusivity. Uh, it, it's been it's been good. Take that, everyone else! Jingle jangle, happy season. <laughs> um, Wait, what were your thoughts on Christmas Waltz? You didn't like it. I, you know, I, I think that, look, Lacey to me is a little hit or miss. I really liked Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas. Wasn't a big fan of Christmas Waltz. Those were her two this year. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Really? All right. You know, I look, there's still a lot of time left. I will watch all these again by the end of the year. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go oh, back. I watched Christmas Crumbs, Crumbs twice yesterday. Didn't hate it. That's the one with Tia or Tamara. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I would say USS Christmas, as you were saying, a little bit. It's very militaristic, but... Does that have that blonde-haired white man? Yes, it does, yeah. I See, I don't like that guy. He's from the reboot of 90210. He doesn't do it for me. Um, <laughs> and, and like, he is he is just a stiff actor, just all around. Yes, which, yeah, and, I don't know why he keeps getting cast in these Hallmark films. I just don't, he, dude is not connecting. I feel but like... But that's a mean thing. They rented out like a town during COVID and were just like, who's available? Come here, quarantine and make movies. And that's what they did think, this year. You think they quarantined? I mean, at least for the, the probably not. Probably not. Um, they did while making Christmas quarantine. Oh, shit. Did any did any take one? place like during COVID? Like, was there Christmas? No, doesn't, COVID doesn't have this. This is the, the Hallmark yeah, Cinematic Universe. You think they get pandemics? No way. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? The worst thing they that happens remember. is that you lose a bracelet, and then someone right. finds it, and they end up, like, you know, marrying you. That's yeah, how these so thought experiment. Would you watch a, uh, in the next couple of years, a COVID movie? What would it take, like, how much time would have to go by for you to want to watch a COVID movie? Oh. So what you're would- telling me, so by that I know you didn't watch Songbird. No. Right. And what what would be the creative team that would make you watch a COVID movie? Michael uh, I already watched one because <laughs> I watched that, that one on Shudder and it was terrible. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, there is one on Shudder, right? Um, I don't know. Christopher But Nolan. that's a good question. I think uh, to, to be bought, to be bought on a, on a 
quarantine based uh, COVID based film. I think I would need like Lord and Miller. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to do something fun with it that I don't yeah. expect. Yeah. I don't know. May, I I think I think I think I would need the Coens to make a COVID film. <laughs> oh, okay. That would yeah. be pretty good. Well, is it like a burn after reading style with more of a comedic Cohen? Oh yeah. yeah. It would have to be a dark Cohen comedy COVID movie. Like See, a far I'd have to have the Zucker brothers. Those would be fun. <laughs> oh, man, that would be awesome. You that many jokes? Yeah. That's a lot of jokes. Uh, it's It's got to be like, um, it takes place, you know, they got it, because they're kind of like right-wing conspiracy guys now. Uh, so, so it's got to start one, off. Tiger King beat up the COVID virus. <laughs> yes. And it, maybe like it starts in like the lab that COVID was made in and like goes from there. Yeah. I like it. You know what? I'm I'm on board with this one. What if it was like Taken Four, but they had to like he had to go like Wait, save man. his daughter from COVID and beat up COVID. <laughs> he had to like socially distance, like take down all these guys. Yep. I didn't even see Taken Three. <laughs> no, I was out. <laughs> I did. I, I yeah. definitely did. Is that? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's when like they save him. Whitaker. Is that what happens? Yeah, kind of, but not really. Like, I think it's like... No, no, he, got... him, him and the wife get kidnapped in the second one. Yeah, he gets uh, taken yeah. in the second one, and then his wife just gets murdered in the third one. Oh, yeah. And they try to take him for it. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, there's still a couple more Hallmark movies coming up. Um, so, you know... Now, this is the last... Uh, Hallmark question. I like this little Hallmark corner. Maybe we should add it to the podcast officially. There it's done. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Hallmark films outside of the season of Christmas? I like so I like the mysteries. <laughs> I like uh, what is it? Lacey has the crossword mystery ones, which I find to be uh, decently fun. And um, okay, uh, see. Lacey Chabert. Chabert from Party of Five. Come on. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, and then Cameron Cameron. So that's interesting because I'm Candace Cameron. Yeah, Candace Cameron. Yeah, You're Candace Cameron. The happiest season. Candace Cameron. So, series, uh, uh, what is what's her um, uh, mystery? She's got a series too. Yeah, it's like I can't remember. Like Anna Greenberg mysteries or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but those are kind of hit or miss. Yeah. So. I generally just go for the Christmas movies, but my favorite Hallmark movie of all time exists outside of Christmas. So I wonder if that means I should be giving them a fairer shake. What is your favorite Hallmark movie of all time? You're baking me crazy. It was the one that came out earlier this year. It might have been, it was like right at the start of the pandemic about the two rival food trucks. Oh, I didn't see that. That sounds awesome. It's incredible. It is one of the greatest. It might make my top 10 this year. Uh, it was that good. There so was, okay. it makes me think maybe I should give the winter films and then the spring films and then the summer films and the harvest films and the mysteries uh, a fairer shake. I, I like the mysteries. I, I think I need to get into more of like the, the spring and summer ones because I haven't been watching those quite as much. Um, also, like Hallmark, if you don't actually have cable, it's not easy to get these things. Um no. Like the, the streaming service doesn't have the most up to date movies on it, um, but there was, uh, I believe, it was maybe from last year or the year before, with uh, uh, Lacey in as a chef entering like a gingerbread uh, making competition, which was pretty great. Uh, I highly recommend that one as well. 
I think I've seen that. Yeah. Um, thoughts, uh, Pete, Alex? Yeah, thoughts um, on I never thought I would say this, but can I talk about Mank now? <laughs> uh, you, okay. Hall <laughs> right. Mank. Yeah, we can talk about the Hall Mank channel. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> the, all those great Hall Mank movies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, I guess uh, we can shift gears. Yeah, let's, I mean, I guess we can talk about some other stuff. Whatever. Here we go. So, hmm. David Fincher's back to directing movies, and this one's for nobody. Um <laughs> Uh, if you Didn't turn... his dead dad write it or something? Is that true? Uh, uh, same last name. One second. For help. Yeah, this is his only screen credit. Wow. Wow. So this is another one of those men with dad issues. Oh. Yeah, he's been wanting to make this forever. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's mm-hmm. very pretty. It's a very engaging story by the end of it. But it's one of those movies that if like you're not liking it in the first 15 minutes, shut it off. It does not change pace. Okay. Like, um, and oddly enough, I think Gary Oldman is the most, the least interesting person in this film. Um, oh. But honestly, Amanda Seyfried is currently my leader for Best Supporting Actress. She is so good in this. She plays uh, Marion Davies. She's incredible. And this is one about the guy that wrote Citizen Kane, right? Correct. And he decides when to put the cane in the movie? Does he spend all the time looking that's, at yeah, it? That's exactly what it is, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I would say it's it's a very different, differently constructed movie. It kind of just lets everything play out. But yeah, I would. Uh, it, the highlight is Amanda Seyfried, and really the entire supporting cast is incredible. Gary Oldman's kind of a blah, but everyone else is really fantastic. Uh, but yeah, but if you, as I said, if this, if you're not gelling in the first twenty minutes, it's just shut it off. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, we got you. Got a couple other years, uh, Pete. Uh, how was Godmothered? Um, Godmother, just like Jingle Jangle, has Christmas shoved up its ass. It, it's not a Christmas movie at all. So F- Godmother is a Disney Plus original um, with, uh, what's her name? Jillian Flynn. Anderson? Oh. <laughs> with Jillian uh, Flynn. Um, and she plays a fairy godmother in training, but fairy godmothers have kind of been out of a job. So she travels to the real world to prove that fairy godmothers are still a thing because she finds like a letter from a little girl, but it turns out this is a very old letter. So once again, this is this somehow this turns into a Christmas movie by the end of it, which is nonsense. It's it it could have been so much sillier and it could have been so much more fun, but it's it's got all these like weird choices that they really didn't know what kind of movie they were going to make, and then as I said, they shove Christmas in it for no reason, and it's really really weird. Um, but you know, if you have some time on the Disney Plus, uh, why not watch Godmother? Or okay. actually, you know what? Don't. Um, Run is from is a Hulu uh, movie from the writer director of Searching. Um, oh, oh, I like Searching. Yeah, is that the John Cho movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sarah Paulson. It's kind of like a. Um, it's like it's now a true crime dramatization. Remember, so so there's that real life story of like the mother with Munchausen's by proxy. Oh, mommy they, didn't dare Right, that one. And then they made it into a um, a limited series on Hulu that was like The Lie or something. Oh, the the with uh, what's her face, Patricia Arquette. Yes, yeah. okay, that, that and now this is like a movie version of it. Okay. Um, oh, so it's and it's, it's okay. It it takes a turn in the middle of it when it becomes something slightly different and bigger. And I wish it got a whole lot even bigger at that point. But it but it does take a surprising like oh you were you were just using this as like a jumping off point this very very 
currently tired premise, mm-hmm. but I wish it grew at that point even more. Okay. Um, but it's fine. It's, it's, you know, it's Hulu. It's quick. It's free. I mean, if you have Hulu, it's free. I don't know why I consider that free, but, um, it's fun. Sarah Paulson's really good. Cool. Uh, sorry. Uh, I was just, uh, you're making me crazy is on Amazon. So I think I'm just going to buy it anyway. Uh, Wolfwalkers. What's that about? Is that Wolf's uh, Wolf walking? Walkers from, uh, an animation studio called cartoon saloon that has been nominated for Academy Award for every one of their movies so far. They're like, they're like an Irish Leica. But they're 2D. So they did The did, Secret of Kells. Oh, they do like Song oh, of the okay, Sea? Song Look, of the Sea, The Breadwinner. Um, and they're right up there on my list with um, Leica. Like, how have they not fucking won the Best Animated Feature Oscar? Yeah. Stuff is so good. And this is their absolute best movie. Okay. It's gorgeous. It's so good. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, uh, it is so, so good. It is about a... Uh, sort of Puritan colony. It doesn't exactly say where, but um, Puritan colony that's like having problems with wolves in the woods. But there's also these uh, this girl and her mother who are wolf walkers, mm-hmm. and it's like the fight for that. And it kind of it's it's one of those things that like you can kind of understand exactly what it's going to do the entire time. Is it, is it how to train your dragon? Ninety nine uh, problems. Yes, no. and wolves are all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just but I think it adds enough comedy and then later on peril that you kind of forget that you know where it's going to end up and you, you really get taken along for the ride but it's absolutely incredible um probably gonna have a place in my top 10 this year i can i could not recommend it enough okay uh russ black bear i i would watch the trailer for this it was uh, very interested black bear is awesome it's really hard to describe without giving a lot of it away but um, it's basically a, a, a dark, uh, uh, sort of humble, mumble core-ish meditation on just relationships between people and how something from one perspective may look a certain way and then from another perspective look a completely different way. It's full of indie-ass people. Uh, it's like Aubrey Plaza and uh, what's his face from Possessor, uh, Christopher Abbott. So it but, turns out yeah. Black Bear is just a big dog. Is that what you mean? Uh, the trailer for this looks is so like she's going there to make a movie, and then by the end of the trailer, you're just like, wait, is this a movie? <laughs> Are like these yeah. scenes that we're watching? Is this real life? Or is it, yeah, it was. So the question that you just asked Tiggs is basically the question that you will maybe ask throughout the entire film. Okay. Because uh, Aubrey Plaza plays a character who like goes away to this cabin uh, ho- that hosted by this like couple that really seem like they hate each other. Um, and you just sort of watch these relationships start to develop and unravel Uh the whole time wondering if what you're watching is real, if it's happening, uh, if it's, I can't say anything else, uh, but watch the movie. It's, it's fucking awesome. And Aubrey Plaza is, can really hold her own in a movie where she's pretty much asked to do all, a lot of the heavy lifting, but it's really, really interesting. And then the movie takes a very sharp turn midway through that will, serve to confound you more 
as to what the point of it is. I cannot tell you what the point of the movie is. I think it's for you to sort of draw your own shit from it. But it's really, really good and scary despite having it not being scary at all. Like, I think the mute, like everything about it's just, it's mostly just conversations. But it has this really dark sense of foreboding throughout it that is really fun. And it's funny. Cool. Yeah, this is this is the one that on the list that I I I'm mad I didn't get to quite yet. I really want to see it. Yeah, I'll probably we'll watch it once. once it I is on. Yeah. It's on VOD, I believe. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's really uh, really good, really interesting, and I'm curious to hear what other people think about it because I am the only person I know who has seen it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check that out after the last four Hallmark movies. Which, if you're keeping track, tonight is a Christmas carousel on regular Hallmark. Uh, and also swept up by Christmas on on, uh, on the Mystery Channel, and then tomorrow is Christmas Wish on Mysteries, and uh, what is the last one? And Cross Country Christmas on uh, the regular Hallmark Channel, and then I think that brings the Christmas season to a close for the Hallmark Christmas movies. So I for, I forgot to ask you guys something earlier. Um, so sorry that this is done on air. Uh, do you guys? I also watched one of the uh, Steve McQueen Small Axe movies. Oh, I haven't watched any of those yet. Do you guys want to? Do you guys should I talk about it now, or do you guys want to do a whole episode on the four small acts movies? Uh, what does this have to do with Hallmark? Is my real <laughs> question right now. Uh, my answer is I'd rather do them all together. Okay. What cool. What are these on? I don't even know. They're on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. made four movies. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and I've watched one of them, and it's a an incredibly beautiful experience, and I'm really excited to watch the others. Nice. All right. Well, get ready for that. Look at this. Steve McQueen making Hallmark movies. Who knew? You can find us on the web, moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ everywhere as Russ Incredible. You can find Pete on Letterboxd as Pete Peter, Petey, Peetster. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. Alex is on the podcast. Thank you all for being here with us. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Watch some more movies. And we'll see you next time on the movie podcast. Bye.